I'm going to put claim veganism into my list of excuses. Because <laughs> that's great. <laughs> not even food related. Not even, yeah. I'm sorry, I can't make it to work today. Vegan. Vegan. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not going to mow the lawn. Vegan. On this week's episode of Today I Would Like to Share. Hi there! My name is Terry the Slime Wizard. I grabbed the steak with my hand, gently shook off the juice, and executed a perfect throw right through the center of the open window. The intersection between castration, tapeworms, and an emerald cockroach. Hello and welcome to Today I Would Like to Share, where we take some time out of our busy lives to share the things important to us. So what's uh what are you guys up to? How you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Not doing too bad. I completely That's... forgot to edit an episode this week, so that was my bad. <laughs> yeah, shit happens. But We're not on a timeline. Point. We don't make money from this. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the CEO's been hounding us for weeks. Uh, but then I realized that was just a fever dream and there was no CEO. So <laughs> I think you're all set. I don't, yeah, I don't think it's a big deal. I, uh, we are the CEOs. It's oh. tax season. Is anybody going to get a letter from the IRS? Um, we all good? I will we just all forward that to the quote unquote CEO. Oh, yeah, good call. <laughs> good call. <laughs> uh, I'm yeah, not wearing I'm pants. I'm my W-2s from this podcast, but they haven't shown up mm. yet. Oh, sorry. I haven't done that paperwork. Oh, and well, hold on. You started talking what? about W-2s. Ca- Kyle casually dropped that he wasn't wearing pants. Yeah, I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> oh, me either. Just thought yes. I'd throw that in there. Hell I yeah. Jay, yeah, looks like you gotta take your pants off, Andrew. Like we, I'm just saying, like we said, we're not making money for this podcast. We're going to have to cut costs somewhere, and buying <laughs> exactly. pants is an added expense. <laughs> yeah. Can't, can't, can't burden those financial... This- yeah, this podcast can no longer afford pants. I'm sorry. We have a strict no <laughs> pants policy. You hear I that, mean, viewers? Tell all your damn friends to start listening. <laughs> <laughs> we got to buy pants, man. Right. We don't want to continue on to no pants, no socks. All right. Oh, Someone's, someone's um, got to keep our legs warm. Uh, I'm not just saying. <laughs> oh, see, I just, while we were talking, I took my pants off, but then I put on my entire leg length socks so it's oh, almost God. like i'm wearing pants you know i was listening to something recently and um it was oh it was like a, a role-playing podcast uh they're playing dungeons and dragons but they come up to this weird Damn. creature and Not one the kind person of role playing i expected <laughs> darn right uh they come up to this creature and it gives one of the people an option that like they can get some money or but they can never wear pants again and um that was significant to this character if it sounds stupid but you know but i was like man there's like super easy way around that just wear long underwear yeah long yeah yeah it's it's not pants it's underwear (laughs) always wear a long shirt and some knee-length socks or something yeah yeah yeah, exactly you just put on your grandpa's old t-shirt and it like goes down to your knees <laughs> and you're fine uh, why grandpa t-shirt so long or or you just wear a onesie and that's technically not pants oh onesie oh how about 
about that. Their solution in the podcast, in case you're curious, is um, they had a belt that made holographic pants. Oh, it was like that's a pretty minor good. illusion pants. You know, yeah. that's nice because you never have to throw them in the washer. You can just, yeah. oh, shit, they're a little bit dirty. Bam, new pants. Yeah. <laughs> Press and the button, you will new pants. Really freak some people out at the urinal, too, when you just pee right <laughs> through your pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. That might be a little awkward if you just get like a boner in public, though. Yeah. Hey, there's something sticking out of your pants, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. That's horrible. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> yeah, on that note. Um, let's get to it. Um, I Actually, I'm, I'm going to, uh, to bring in a guest to introduce my topic. So uh, give me one sec here. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go grab them real quick. Hi there. My name is Terry the Slime Wizard. Welcome to the... <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> Welcome to the land of Landina. Are you all excited? I yeah. am now. <laughs> yes. All right. So let's jump right into it today. Uh, I would like to share a story entitled Witch Hunt. And so I don't have to talk like this the entire time. I'm going to throw it to the narrator. <clears throat> Thank God. Oh, you know what? Um, oh, hey, uh, Kyle needs to give you the link to this in case you'd like to follow along. Yeah, Kyle, what the hell are you doing? Disrespecting the slime wizard. Terry's got his shit together, and you're over there slacking off. Hey, hey, let's be... No, I'm kidding. I let's hope... fucking... Let's dunk on Kyle all we want, right, boys? I, I, I hope he slimes you later. He, I slime him every day. He's a fool. Fools get covered in slime. Uh, you can look at the document, but please promise not to read ahead. Fantasy store. Let's go. Is that really what it says? Oh, it is. Kyle, you suck at typing. <laughs> okay. Let me pass it back to the narrator now. <clears throat> it was a nice quiet day in Dieterville. The screaming mantises were all laying sluggishly against trees, lazy from the hot summer air. Only soft sighs escaping their mouths. The town was busy with their day of rest, and only a few children played quietly in their yards. Gentle clouds rolled over, rolled above, creating nice patches of shade and entertaining those more sophisticated types. Wait, wait, hold up, hold up. Look at that one. It looks like a dick and balls. <laughs> All right, I gotta tell Jenny about this. Hey, Jenny, this cloud looks like a huge dick. You gotta see it. No, no, not like Nick, a dick. Oh, whatever. Maybe you should try being more fun. Anyway, there were clouds. It was quiet. Then, the screams of a score of very poor orphans filled the air. Camera cut. Courtroom. We hereby sentence you to life in prison for a criminal case of being rude, lewd, and crude. The judge pounds his little hammer thing against his desk. What? Is it illegal to be awesome? I thought this was Landina, not land of where fucking lame, Braun gruffed. Well, Braun, it is illegal if you drop Eagle in an orphanage full of super poor orphans. Uh, Braun stumbles. Camera cut. Bar slide shut. 
A key turns. Braun finds himself locked in a tiny cell. Some time later. God damn it, Gary. Would you shut the hell up? I can't take your singing anymore. Braun yelled from his cell. Gary was in the next cell over, singing an acapella version of Sandstorm. Hmm. Wait, wouldn't that just be beatboxing? I don't know. You figure it out. <laughs> Nearby, a guard stood up and walked to his cell. I don't know, Braun. I kind of like Gary singing. Braun gets up from his bed and slams his face up against the bars. What the hell did you just say? Why don't you come say it to my face? Oh, yeah? Why don't I come over and kiss your face? Hell yeah, Braun said as the guard moved up and started macking. They made out for 15 solid, moist minutes. I love that, said Braun. I love you, said the guard. I... But before he could finish, there was a loud explosion, and a bowler crushed, crashed down into the jail, crushing the guard and partially destroying Braun's cell bars. Welp, fuck this place, Braun said as he squeezed through the broken bars to get out of the cell. He grabbed the sword out of the dead guard's scabbard and walked over to Gary's cell. I told you to shut the fuck up, Gary. And Braun lifted the sword and hurled it at Gary, piercing his chest as a long single note escaped his lips. Beautiful. Fuck you, Gary. Uh, Braun spit in the cell and started scaling the broken wall out onto the roof of the prison. When he reached the top, he was able to get a good view of the surrounding area. The prison spanned a broad area and was surrounded by a large open field. Standing in the middle of the field was a dark figure. It raised his hands and a dark energy pooled around them. It swung them down and sliced a small boulder off of a large boulder. The dark energy then surrounded the small boulder and lifted it into the air and launched it into the prison, creating a cacophony of noise. The dark figure then leaned back and let out a witch's cackle. <laughs> a large smile crossed Braun's face. Witch hunt. He reached down and picked up a piece of rubble and began climbing down the prison walls. Once on the ground, he strolled leisurely up to a guard smoking a cigarette and smashed a piece of rubble into his head, splattering blood all over the gravel pathway. He then picked up the cigarette and smoked the entire thing in one drag. He held it in for a minute and exhaled the smoke into a picture of a witch with X's for eyes. He then picked up a new piece of rubble and continued towards the witch. As Braun approached, the witch started stopped slicing up the large boulder and looked at him. What the hell do you want, ugly? Witch hunt, Braun whispered. What was that, pig boy? Witch hunt, Braun screamed at the top of his lungs as he hurled a piece of rubble at the witch's head, but she easily broke it apart into harmless pieces with a swipe of her hand. What the hell? Why do you want to kill me so bad, you stupid barbarian? Don't you even want to know why I'm here destroying the prison? What the hell did you just call me? Braun grunted. Barbarian? I'm not a barbarian. I'm a berserker. Whatever, ugly. Tomatoes, tomatoes. Braun shakes with anger as he lets out a furious scream. I hate tomatoes and tomatoes. I'm gonna kill you. Fear entering the witch's eyes, she puts her hands together in the air and summons dark energy. Sorry, summons dark energy to them. Then brings them down together, creating an explosion where Braun is standing. Braun quickly does six back handsprings to avoid the blast and lands in a cool superhero landing pose. Where Braun once stood is now a large hole. The witch quickly gathered more energy and the ground around Braun's feet started glowing with energy. 
the ground begins to shift and launches and launches up the, into pillars underneath him. They grow into the air and begin to bend, trying to swap Bran out of the air as he is jumping from pillar to pillar, avoiding attacks. The witch then puts a fist up, gathering more energy and quickly expanding her fingers out to create an explosion behind Bran. Bran braces in the fetal position as the explosion launches him towards the witch like a cannonball. He rolls through the air, somersaulting an, in, an, immeasurable, an ooh, immeasurable amount of times, like 11 times. And Whoa. then he stretches out into a Superman pose and comes crashing down <laughs> into the witch's leg, breaking it in two. He then hammer fists the rest of her limbs, breaking all of them. The witch screams in pain and looks at Braun. Why, why would you do this? Braun leans down close to the witch's ear and whispers, Witch hunt. He picks her up and throws her into the hole then she, uh, that she created. The camera does a static shock on her face as she's traveling through the air. In the background, you can hear this song playing. <laughs> Give me the yeet, boys, and steal my soul. I want to get tossed in a fucking hole and die today. Yeah, yeah, die today. Braun then walked over to the large boulder the witch had been cutting up and pushed it uh Pushed it over to the hole, dropping it on top of the witch. Braun grunts and walks out into the distance. The witch was never heard from again. Dasende. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you. I know. Narrator is very, very good at his job. Fond friend. Uh, yeah. Narrator is so... good at his job, but you suck at writing. Uh, t me, Terry, the slime wizard, did not write this. You can tell that to Kyle once he gets back. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, the story was great. So, I thought uh, I would do something different than you stupid people do in this podcast. And I thought, how about me, the slime wizard, answers questions from you two? Because I'm sure you've never met a wizard before. So, I figured if you had some questions, now's the time to ask them. I have a question. Yes? How are you relevant to this story at all, and why are you here? <laughs> that was the same question I had. I'm Terry, the slime wizard. I'm relevant everywhere. Have you ever Have you ever left a glass out too long and it kind of got slimy? That's me. I'm everywhere, baby. So, um, do, Are you responsible for dish, dish soap in general? Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. That although it does feel slimy, it's not actually slime. That's my brother. He's Carrie, the soap wizard. Oh, so uh, yes. yes. How that much who was in my closet last night? That explains mm. a lot, actually. Yes. How yes. much money did Nickelodeon pay you back in the day for slime? Um, unfortunately, I never patented slime, so I made out like a poor person. Oh, well, that yes. was your first mistake. But luckily, back in Landina, I'm rich. I'm a wizard. I, I take gold from everybody. I don't care. I People don't know, need slime. This, I give them slime. Was this witch your wife? No. No, I don't know the witch. I, that's actually, that's kind of prejudice. Not all magic users know each other. Fucking humans. Well, there's no difference between a witch and a, a wizard, so. Mm. I'll let Do you know Bron? Yeah, everybody knows Bron. He's famous. Why is he have you ever have you ever met him? Have I met him? No, no, no. I've stand in a crowd cheering his name before, though. Have you ever gotten a good look at his peck? Yes. 
He's he's on all of the uh, on the, all of the Berserker magazines. I'm talking about in person. Oh no! no Why? Right. I'm just curious. I imagine you, they're great. Do you feel some sort of connection with Braun, even though you've um, never met him? I see a lot of myself in Braun. The fact that he's big, strong, and heroic. Yes. When you were a child, did you hope to be big, strong, and heroic like Braun? Uh, no, I wanted to shoot slime at people. But, I yeah. mean, you can shoot slime in a big, strong, heroic way. No? And yes, I do do that. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. Do people I, actually ins- like you? Um, yeah. I've got a lot of animal friends. I mean, they're I'm kind of about human beings, en- baby. encased in slime. I do have a couple people encased in slime, yes, that hang around. I like to talk to them. Oh, like Kyle. Yeah, well, uh, though, is... he, he doesn't have to be in the slime. That's how he can do this. Oh. He is has Kyle your creator? My creator? No. I'm assuming that's one of the 3,600 gods. Mm. I'm sure one of them made me. Um. So the people that you have encased in slime, is it, like, flavored slime at all to enhance the experience? Like, for example, if I was encased in slime, I think I'd want, mm-hmm. like, watermelon flavor, maybe, or... I think the slime Kiwi. kills you before you taste it. Oh, you said they yeah. were hanging around. I assume yeah, they might be hanging able to around. Survive. They okay. don't really go anywhere. They're in so slime. You make, like, yeah, it's one-way communication of slime to keep humans away. No. So you're a serial killer. No, no, I've killed a pretty normal amount of humans. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, I guess it's time for me to go. Yeah. So uh, let me just let, let me go get. I made him sit in the other room. Um, let me go get Kyle. Any parting me. wisdom before you leave us, Terry? Uh, yes. Um, never fill a moat with slime. If you get too much together, it becomes sentient and tries to eat your castle. Wow. Okay, that's actually a good tip. Thanks. Yeah. 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 Okay. Bye. Later. Bye. <clears throat> All right, all right. Hey, guys, I'm back. How was that? Do you like your story? Uh, hey, this... I think we need to go slime wizard hunting. <laughs> oh, shh. Don't say that too loud. I don't want to get encased. <laughs> yeah, story was great. <laughs> um, the entire time the story was being read, Terry was sending me really uh, aggressive sexual messages through Discord. <laughs> so yeah. if you could just tell him to stop that that would okay. be that would be great but other yeah. than that yeah that was a great story yeah it was a great story i gotta say that action in this story is mm-hmm. top notch this is what i look for in a story <laughs> like if somebody's gonna hammer chop some limbs in half that's <laughs> you know generally a good sign for me personally i agree and i think this would make a really good anime <laughs> this would make an amazing anime. I, I this whole witch fight scene, I would love to see it in an anime yeah. for sure. Yeah, it's and definitely how I pictured it in my head. Kyle, you should, you should, uh, you should pixel art this. <laughs> I was picturing I wish like I was full metal, good. full metal alchemist pillars shooting out. Like when you were talking about the witch thing, I was picturing. Mm. I don't know if you've seen or read Full Metal Alchemist, but they they do that pillar jumping thing yeah, and yeah out in there yeah. and uh, that's what i was visualizing yeah very very much that mm-hmm. Hell yeah. um i decided i wanted to try to work on my comedy writing 
and my writing in general. So I wanted to just make a stupid little story. But I think yeah, I'm like going to keep up with this kind of thing. Um, so uh, I actually do have uh, a very quick question for you guys since I've used up so much time already. Uh, but w- g- can each of you give me one like fantasy topic or word or item, something like that, so I kind of have like two prompts to use to craft the next story? Okay. I guess it could be sci-fi too. I don't care. Whatever you want. But if we both stick to a theme, that'd be great. <laughs> can we do a fantasy sci-fi blend? Sure. Yeah, I think I can make that work. Um, okay. A cursed spatula. A cursed. Ooh, okay. I like that. Cursed like spatula. That okay. How about... The spell of instant beans. So a cooking table, I've got it. <laughs> I had to stick with the theme. Make it easy for you. Next time. Next time won't be as easy. And the That's Lord fair. of Cooking Oil. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Okay, and you just you have to include Gordon Ramsay somehow. Oh don't worry, I will. <laughs> um Alright. Yeah, that's me. Thanks for listening, thanks, guys. Thanks for <laughs> sharing, That's a great Kyle. story. I actually enjoyed it. You should post that somewhere. Let the I world... Will. Right here. Rave at your fantastic storytelling. I'll tell all the guys that work to listen to this one so they can hear your story. <laughs> cool, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> guys sorry i was just playing a bunch of jazz music uh but (laughs) today i would like to share a little story as well however Mm. i did not write this story it is actually from your favorite place reddit um and this particular story is from the today i fucked up subreddit and here we go. This the story is by Wait. What? The story is by Defenestrate and I'll link it to you guys in mm-hmm. Discord. Please don't read ahead. Mm-hmm. As before. And it is called Today I fucked up by throwing my steak out a window. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> this has 20.7k upvotes. So it's, it's a it's a popular story, and four years ago now, but here we go. <clears throat> Last night, my wife's boss from her brand new job invited us over for dinner. On our drive over, my wife reiterated many times to be, to me, just how important it was to make a good impression. <laughs> Scoffed and arrogantly informed my silly wife that I always make good impressions. <laughs> foreshadowing (laughs) (laughs) my wife's boss is a single lady in her 50s so it's just the three of us we chit chatted over bosses (laughs) (laughs) yes Uh. (laughs) we chit chatted over drinks and salads and seemed to really be hitting it off she laughed at my well-timed perfectly appropriate jokes and my wife seemed pleased first time you pleased her by the way (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Soon she brought out the main course, a nice, big, juicy steak for each of us. As I began to cut into my steak, I was discouraged to discover how undercooked the steak was. Now, I've had my fair share of rare steak. I prefer medium. I can handle rare. This was several minutes on a hot grill short of rare. <laughs> I probably could have resurrected the cow had I tried. <laughs> Instead, I sat there fidgeting with my knife and fork, worrying about how I was going to get away with not eating the steak. Claim veganism? No. I, I'd already feigned great enthusiasm upon seeing the steak. <laughs> I love that as an option to feign veganism. <laughs> That's great. Just then, our hostess excused herself for the kitchen to take care of some dessert preparations. As I looked across the fancy dining room table at the open window of this third-story apartment, a cartoon light bulb <laughs> appeared over my head. I knew I had to be decisive, realizing that she could return at any moment. I committed. Oh <laughs> I grabbed the steak with my hand. Gently shook off the juice and executed a perfect throw right through the center of the oh open God. window. Why Here's would you big chance t- that? Why would you chance that, dude? That's like it's like playing darts without a foam board around it. Like you're gonna miss. You're gonna fuck up the wall. Just put a foam board around it. Yeah. Well, oh, you're kind of right. Here's the big time fuck up. The window wasn't open. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> it was the cleanest freaking window you've ever seen in your life. That is, until my mostly raw slab of steak slammed up against it, slowly slid down, leaving a trail of bloody juice in its wake. My wife, whose steak was a nice medium rare and was unaware of my predicament, turned, jaw dropped, and stared at me like I was an alien from another planet. This look then slow or this this look then slowly morphed into more of a there is no place on this planet you can ever hide from an expression of demonic anger. My wife's boss heard the thud of the steak on the window impact and came quickly. <laughs> she took in the scene. The steak sitting on the window still the window still, the blood trail, my empty plate, and then gave me an inquisitive, puzzled look. I just didn't know what to say. It felt like a minute of silence, but it was probably three or four seconds. Finally, the best I could manage was, I, I'm so sorry. I'm such a clutch. I don't know. I was just cutting it. <laughs> it slipped. Just ask my wife. I'm really a clutch, right, honey? <laughs> no help coming from that direction. I will clean this up. I can't believe this. I am so sorry. Etc. Etc. <laughs> Both women continued to stare at me like I had escaped from the loony bin as I smeared the blood around the window with my cloth napkin, dusted off the steak, and continued to mutter my incoherent explanation. I knew no one was buying the story. I knew what I had to do. I sheepishly returned to my seat and proceeded to eat every bite of the disgusting, cold, chewy, bloody, raw steak. I remained pretty quiet the rest of the evening. My wife's only two words to me since the incident are, I'm fine. <laughs> so as a summary I tried to sneakily throw my hundred cooks egg through the open window only to find out it wasn't open and then uh, so yeah that's the story uh, there's an update <laughs> update just got first post I'm fine communication from my wife via text who was at work good news boss's name and I just had a good laugh over how much of a fucking idiot you are <laughs> I hope you know you will never live this down love you you moron <laughs> 
dude that's uh. epic that is see okay comedy is comedy is born through conflict it's just how it is exactly. and stupidity stupidity is is the is the mother of conflict and just like and oh man the commitment just get an idea commit to it that is so amazing this person needs they need an award for how fucking stupid they are but goddamn well what's God funny damn. to me is when i got to the part where he decided he wanted to throw it to the open window i had the same reaction before i kept going at you did you're like yeah hey, what it's gonna hit the wall like <laughs> what the fucking what an idiot well no he perfectly hits the window oh, man. it's just closed I like how he describes it as, like, the most perfectly clean window. <laughs> it's a very relatable story. I've been in a similar moment of panic before and made, you know, a, a decision. Right. You, know, you got to right. make a decision. Mm. He's very decisive. We can give him that. I mean, he made the very wrong decision. He made the worst decision you could make in that moment. But damn, did he make one. You know? Well, not only that, but instead of just fessing up to it, his excuse was, I was just cutting it, and it it slipped away. Just ask my wife. Like, yeah, that. <laughs> I mean, uh, but what what would you say, you know? like That's true. Oh, my God. You can't you just be like, say, well, this, oh, this I didn't want to eat this steak, and then I thought throwing it out the window. Like, all right, you cannot admit that throwing it out the window was the best idea that you had, right? <laughs> Well, so the top comment on this is by is by a guy named Easy Genius, and it just says, "What you do here is cut both you and your wife's steaks in half, and each swap half before the boss returns. Then you both eat the well prepared half and describe how delicious it was. And by that time, you're full, and you you don't eat the rare half. Come on, OP. <laughs> and the OP uh, responds, username checks out." <laughs> Um, right under that, somebody goes, so does yours. So I had to look up what defenestrate means. It means throw, and in quotations, someone out of a window. <laughs> Which, there's a word for that? Okay. Yeah, that's amazing. That's a very specific word. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, but anyways, I do have a quick question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you guys ever been in a situation where, like, you're eating something that you don't necessarily like, so you come up with a plan to get rid of that food somehow. Absolutely, yeah. Luckily, the time it happened to me, it was like just a couple of bites, and I quickly like put it in the napkin that I had mm. that I was using, and I just folded up the napkin and like stopped using it. Okay, that's a good that's a good solution. I uh, just tell the people I don't like it and don't eat it. Okay, I that's uh, that's the uh, best solution. This is uh this is an odd moment in history where Kyle is the adult, but uh, when I was a kid, and I've always had a weird thing with like dry meats. It's just it disgusts me. I don't like mm-hmm. dry meat, but uh, so sometimes when my my own mother, sorry mom, would cook uh stuff back in the day, sometimes it turned out to be dry and. So I would, like, fill up my mouth with as much as possible, excuse myself to the bathroom, and flush it all down the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty classy. That is classy, but, like, because you're a kid, 
there's no way your parents didn't know what no, you were doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, you sure. had chipmunk cheeks full of food, <laughs> and you're stomping <laughs> off to the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they obviously do, but they're like, ah, he's being polite about it, whatever. Yeah. When, <laughs> but when you guys were kids, did you have to be excused from the table? Uh, we didn't eat at the table. We kind of just ate wherever. Like most yeah. of the time, we ate in the living room watching TV. So. Me and my family never really ate together, so I like I. If we did, it was just finish and leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We would eat at a table together, not like every night, but mm. somewhat regularly. But it was never there were no hard rules about right. like, hey, make sure everyone's got to participate and s- set the table together. It was kind of just like, oh shit, what needs to get mm. done? All right, I'll grab those. Or you grab this. All right, yeah. we're, um, I'm done eating, so I'm gonna go do this. Oh, okay, fine. Like, there was just, it was pretty casual. Yeah. I always watch ooh, shows or movies, and they're always like, can I be excused? And it's like, just leave, kid. Right. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, some people, like, <laughs> their house like, probably had rules. Yeah. That's the thing, yeah, some places, which, <clears throat> because I, I mean, maybe because I didn't grow up with that, but I would not be able to stand that, to mm. be honest. Me either. Me I need to either. have some independence. What drives me to make some decisions for myself? Like, I get a lot of people have rules and stuff, but it's like, it'd be fucking weird if I had to sit there after I was done eating while everybody else was eating. Like, why? That's that's just weird to me. I also, well, I mean, it's a good policy for like if you're at, if you're a guest at somebody's home. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess maybe that's why people do the rules is to like train you how to not be an animal while you eat <laughs> if you're like at somebody else's house. But I think generally most people just like know not to do that. <laughs> I don't know. Right. I, I I'm an animal and I eat so goddamn fast. So, so do I. It's like when I'm at somebody else's place, like you said, and like and I'm just you know, I'm I'm politely waiting for everybody to finish, but it takes so long because I'm an animal. <laughs> That is, you should start helping other people. You go to their plates. Be like, hey, I, you guys are, you, you yeah, sometimes they just here. Give me that corn. That, plate, so. <laughs> that is I, true, though. It was a... Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'll tell my story after you. Um, I recently, for the first time, had dinner with uh, my girlfriend and her family. Like, most of them. Minus, like, one brother. Because um, it was her birthday. Uh, and... I finished my meal. We were at a restaurant, and I finished my meal so fast. And you know how they you know, when there's a lot of people, they do that thing where they bring out, like, half the plates. Mm-hmm. And then the half later, I was, like, a quarter of the way through my food done when the other people got their food. So, and I, I finished, and I had to wait, like, 20 minutes for everybody else to finish. But it always happens where I, I eat with somebody new, and they just stop and go, where'd it go? <laughs> In me. And where else would it go? I didn't put it on the floor. I didn't put it all in my mouth and go to the bathroom and spit it in the toilet. It's yeah. all in my boot. I'm taking it home to eat later. <laughs> hey, man. I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I was going to say, though, is you, like, I am a fast eater as well, but when I was, when I went and visited Kyle not too long ago, we got pizza, and holy shit, Kyle is, Kyle is like the Kobayashi of, like, fucking eating. <laughs> yeah, I don't, like, I don't fuck around. I don't understand why, but I think I I think I might not chew very much. Yeah, that makes sense. Like I just, just I get a piece of pizza whole. 
Well, no, I just get it like mashed up enough to go down the gullet without cho- without choking. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the minimum requirement for chewing, so you're doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you haven't died yet, so you're good. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> system requirements. <laughs> that was my topic. <laughs> Thanks for sharing, Jordan. That was a good one. That was pretty Thanks fucking sure. funny. That was awesome. I would like to share with you the intersection between castration, tapeworms, and an emerald cockroach. Oh, okay. How do you find this shit? I guess. <laughs> That's All right. right. Let's hear it. You guessed it. Today, no, I, haven't. I would like to. Yes, you did. <laughs> Today, I would like to share with you some of the world's strangest parasites that control minds. Ooh, okay. That's cool. That sounds amazing. I just did a game of Space Kings about this. Yeah, he did. (laughs) There are some... I I did a lot of research for this topic, and man, are there some creepy parasites out there. Yeah, dude. From, like, unsuspecting things. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, and the fact that they have, like, evolutionarily developed tools to help them control people's not other creatures mm-hmm. minds like to change their behavior and psychology is just wild to me and it yeah. also makes me wonder like what's doing that to me uh <laughs> so this is the first one i have to share with you it's called castrator barnacles hmm. what a fun and happy name that is yeah this and is a great topic dude i like this it, so much <laughs> <laughs> So this parasite barnacle enters a host crab by finding a kink in its claw joints. Uh, it then sheds its hard shell and squeezes itself in. It looks like a little slug at this point. Um, and it basically sets up home, leeches off the crab's nutrients, and t- kind of turns it into its vehicle, allowing it to like get food and reproduce. Once it's fully grown, though, um, it kind of looks like a big, soft, pulsating egg yolk. Ugh. And if the crab is female, what it does is it forces the crab to care for the millions of barnacle larvae that it creates, oh. as if it was like the crab's own uh, children. But if the crab's male, it feminizes the crab in order to do the exact same thing. Whoa. Not only does it render it infertile, but it also grows a larger abdomen to carry the barnacles young, like a female crab would have. Its gonads what? shrink, and it stops developing its fighting claw. It basically becomes like a female crab. Wow. That's insane. Holy shit. Uh, you said the term fighting claw, and that just yep. makes me jealous. Isn't that awesome? Have you ever yeah. seen them? So, like, yeah, the male crabs yeah. have that big, long claw. I wish you and... just had a fighting claw. Right? Wouldn't that be weird? Like, we literally just oh, had shit. something that was, like... I mean, I guess we have fists, but, I mean, like, we just one, one arm on every it human. Huge. It was a sword or something. <laughs> it was like, what? <laughs> oh, God. All right, so that's that one. Super creepy. Yeah, it's crazy. What, uh, what kind of crabs did it infect? Um, I actually didn't specify the type oh, of crab. Just curious. Uh, Probably multiple. But I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure it's, like, a few species. Generally, there's, like, a very specific target for these parasites. Right, yeah. Um, Especially this next one. This one is the emerald cockroach wasp, uh, which is this gorgeous wasp, 
highly recommend yeah, y'all Google, Google right image now. a picture of this wasp because it looks crazy. It's got a metallic body and it glows emerald and bright crimson markings on its legs and stuff. It looks really cool. Can be found in the tropical regions of Asia, Africa, oh, wow. and the Pacific Islands. Um, and it's real cool to look at, but if you're a cockroach, you don't want to be anywhere near this thing. Um, this wasp is one-sixth the size of a cockroach, but it completely uh, bends it to its will. First, it delivers a paralyzing sting, and then it hijacks its mind <laughs> by injecting an elixir of neurotransmitters into the brain of the cockroach. And it basically turns the cockroach into a helpless zombie. Jesus. Um, so does it does it ride it around like a fucking mech? Dude, we're getting there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just seeing pictures of it so, inside of cockroaches. I'm like, oh yeah. my god, it's a so Gundam. It, yep. So after that, the next step is the wasp's gonna eat a little roach blood to recharge some of its energy, and it chews off the roach's antennae, and then leads it to the wasp nest like a dog on a leash. And it's like, hey, come on, we're going this way, Roach. Come on, we're going back home. There it lays its eggs in the Roach's abdomen. And uh, like, uh, and not on, like the nice little barnacle guy. Uh, this is literally like, hey, let's bust open that chest and let me lay those eggs in there. Jesus. And then it barricades it in with pebbles. Like, we got to close the wound, right? Um, but then the the... Roach doesn't even try to escape because of this cocktail of neurotransmitters in the brain that's basically, like, numbed it and turned it into this willing servant of the wasp, essentially, or unwilling. Um, it, it doesn't try to escape even though it physically could. Like, that's the kind of the main mm -hmm. point. It's like this neurotransmitter cocktail inside the brain is, is taking control. It just sits there... Uh, submissively and lets the wasp larva that was laid in its chest eat it alive and then finally adult wasps burst out of the cockroaches remains oh, and shit. that is the life cycle of this wasp it does not reproduce unless it tricks a cockroach into mm. holding the eggs and the cockroach is alive the entire time until the larvas eat it Jesus. to death this is yeah, a really pretty wasp though the wasp looks like, so cool, yeah. It's so green. It's Just amazing. a reminder that, uh, you know, great beauty comes at a great price. <laughs> or something like that. Great great beauty comes great getting turned into a mecha anime. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is another interesting one. This one's about tapeworms, uh, but it's kind of like... Uh, this is a weird one. Uh Essentially, there are some cases where a host could be carrying more than one parasite, and maybe the parasites have different agendas, and they have to, <laughs> you know, battle for control of the host. So this particular type of tapeworm uh, infects small cretaceans like uh, copepods, and I'm not familiar with those, um, but they're... Uh, in the Cretacean family of some kind. And what it does is they'll get multiple tapeworms and they these tapeworms ultimately need to move from this creature to a fish host mm -hmm. called a stickleback. And there they get to reproduce. But before then, they have to manipulate the copepod's behavior 
to become more active so that it's spotted and eaten by a stickleback. Uh, but tapeworms infect their hosts at different periods of their life stage. So there'll be times where there's like younger tapeworms that are trying to manipulate the behavior to get them to kind of stay and let the tapeworm get older so it's ready to move on to the fish. But there might be, you know, an elder tapeworm in there as well. Yeah. And so they literally, through the chemicals that they release to manipulate the brain, battle over control of the host oh. to <clears throat> to make it either active or unactive, depending on what stage the tapeworm is in. Jesus. So generally, the older tapeworm would win in the study that they did. Uh, so if an older tapeworm wanted to leave and was sharing the host with a younger tapeworm that wasn't ready, the host couplepod almost always still became active. Um, but if, uh, yeah, so it's it kind of like the elder ones tend to win out, but there is this kind of weird internal battle going on. Holy cow, man. Yeah, that's, that's just intense. terrifying. <laughs> Yeah, and like if you're the copepod, you're like, I, I don't know, I can't imagine like, and I know they don't have as complex, you know, mm -hmm. psychology as us, or as far as we know, they don't. And it's just like, I, you gotta imagine what, you know, if they're thinking anything, what the hell they're thinking. Yeah. I mean, it's it like, so much of it is just basic instinct, right? Like, they have a, like a, like a fear center. And if they can't feel that fear, then they don't know to go. Yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah, if you're not wary about prey, and that's kind of the main goal of a lot of these parasites is like, I need to get from A to B. So how do I mm -hmm. manipulate my host's behavior so that I get to B? And mm -hmm. for this one, it's like, all right, I got to make this copepod more active so a fish will eat it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So let's remove its fear. Uh, predators, let's make give it me, more active give me minor control so i can just make it wiggle and look tasty <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and that um, uh, that was the three uh craziest examples that i found there's just one real quick uh honorable mention and that is for toxoplasmosis which is a parasite that infects humans and mm -hmm. uh, manipulates our behavior so this is a pretty interesting one it's a single-celled creature um and it mostly <laughs> infects rats and mice and it, it can be found in cat poop and what it does to the rats and mice is it makes them lose their fear of the smell of cats so that <laughs> they're easier for the cats to catch uh, oh wow and and they actually become attracted to the pheromone in cats urine so they even start like wandering towards where the cats are more likely to be um, and it makes them pretty easy for the cats to sniff out because the ultimate destination for the parasite is the cat's stomach. So right. basically the, the, this single celled creature gets pooped out by a cat and then is like, you know what? I actually need to survive in a cat's stomach again. So let's get to those rats and make them go to the cats. However, about like 30 to 60 percent of people and wow is that such a huge range i don't think they really have a lot of good data to determine this but you know a decent number of people are infected uh by toxoplasmosis and it and it it's less clear how much it affects human behavior um but there is some evidence of personality changes in people that are infected by the parasite in a couple mm -hmm. of studies 
So, and there is also, I, I, I'm going to mention it because it was mentioned in a few articles I read about it. There is a weird uh, association with schizophrenia, uh, mm. super unclear, but it uh, is unusual, like statistically unusually common in people with schizophrenia. Um, so it, not necessarily that this would cause schizophrenia, but if you are susceptible to schizophrenia, it could potentially be a trigger, they, they think. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But again, not a lot of data on that. Um, but yeah, crazy. this is a, a weird one that is affect, infecting humans and affecting their behavior. Um, These parasites are fucking smart, though. Holy shit. Yeah. Well. Yeah, they've carved out a very weird evolutionary path. Yeah. And kind of like very strange life cycle. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm one. I'm glad I'm not a parasite because God. Imagine being toxoplasmosis. You live in a cat's <laughs> stomach and you ride through poop to infect a mouse to get eaten again. Like, <laughs> what a journey that is. Holy crap. Um, another one, which is a fungus, is the uh, Aphiocordyceps, which are the uh, fungus that turns ants into zombies. Yep. So oh, like, yeah. it infects their brain and then it makes them walk up to the top of a branch and then it sprouts it's out of their head. Back to get eaten by a cow i think or something like that yeah well, these ones a... these ones just they 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 make the ant go up a branch I, I mean some might be different there's a lot of them uh and then the the fungus will grow out of its head up tall so it like the wind can take the fungus away the seeds away or whatever a fungus yep does. oh yeah i did read about that one there is another ant one where the ant gets uh it gets like infected and then goes to the tall blades of grass mm-hmm. at where uh, cows graze it just to like by the chance to get eaten by the cow with the grass that the c- cow's eating because the that par- particular parasite reproduces in cow stomachs mm, gotcha <clears throat> wow man. so so there's a handful of parasites that make ants yeah. climb stuff which is interesting yeah. that those like, upper like, body strength ants every species has like a, its own cordyceps that infects it so like they're individual to ant species that's crazy um i was trying to think of a question to follow this one and was really uh struggling (laughs) to come up with one but uh the the one that i did come up with and if you don't have answers to it i totally understand we'll we'll move the conversation somewhere else but if you do i'm interested to hear it what kind of a parasite path would you want what what kind of animals you're trying to infect and how do you get there okay i would want to infect humans but a very very specific type of human and that would be like just your scrawny like i guess nerd or whatever just like somebody that's like you know skinny doesn't really look like they can lift a lot of weight or do whatever and I would get there by planting myself and some you know just some kind of junk food Mountain Dew like just yeah Mountain Dew why not <laughs> oh, and then I'd reproduce in their and their um, let's say like their their lungs but I would be a good parasite, and I'd give them, like, superhuman strength. So you imagine seeing some, like, little scrawny scrawny guy just, you know, lifting up 
800 pounds. It's like, what the fuck? This guy doesn't have any muscle. Where did that come from? Do the do, man. Yeah, do the do. <laughs> Bring that's a that's why. Oh, that's a you, you and you guys wonder why Red Bull gives you wings. It's a fucking. <laughs> parasite. It's a goddamn parasite. I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> man, that's a good one. I think um, I would be a uh, a parasite that um is the the life cycle would be i'm uh, like it's it starts at a leaf um or sorry i'm like a blade of grass and then it's trying to get into a dog because when it gets consumed by a dog it gets into its saliva and then um it uh it gets into its saliva and then it wants to make another jump going from the dog's saliva to a human's mouth um and then consume the the human from the inside out so all those weird ass people who let their dog let dogs lick their mouths die <laughs> holy shit yeah. kyle's making a stance and they'll have a whole bunch of decayed flesh and that's how they get back to the grass it just starts falling off wow Damn. i have i have kind of well actually do you have an answer andrew i want to know i what do you think. yeah yeah so um, the life cycle for this parasite is, uh, well, ultimately we reproduce in, um, mall store managers <laughs> and, <laughs> and in order to get there, uh, basically what we do is we, we live in the cell phone repair kiosk mm-hmm. and, uh, when we see Karens walk by with the Karen yes. haircut and the big Karen purses, we see that as the opportunity to leap from the cell phone repair kiosk into the Karen's purse. Uh, pretty much every time they walk into a store and have to speak with the manager. So uh, we get an easy transition from Karen purse to manager, uh, and then we reproduce. Um, and then the manager sleeps with the guy that works at the cell phone repair kiosk, and we start the cycle <laughs> all over again. Wow. Wow, that's a, that's good. <laughs> yeah. This should be a movie. <laughs> Starring Nicholas Cage. So you had a second one, Jordan? Well, no, I I have kind of a sub-question. Nothing to do with that question. But if Parasites were a, let's say, Dungeons & Dragons class and race, well, maybe not race, but class and alignment what would it be? And my answer to that question is, they'd be a neutral, evil, illusion wizard. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think... I think that's the right answer. <laughs> I think... Um, that's kind of uh, what I learned about parasites today. They're a neutral, evil, yeah. illusion wizard. I would say true neutral barbarian, because they're incredibly resistant and... They don't have evil intentions. They just are. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Well, that's why I, mean, I, I guess said they neutral because right. they don't really have bad intentions, but their intent like they're not their intentions are evil, but the stuff that happens because just, of them yeah. is evil. Yeah. So. For sure, they're all just trying to reproduce. But it's really hard to talk about the emerald cockroach wasp without making it sound evil. Oh yeah, yeah. That's right, a very right. good point. Yeah. I mean, it's it. I mean, it's hard to talk about any 
parasite without making it sound evil if you're the host of the parasite (laughs) (laughs) unless it's jordan's where you know it makes you all strong yeah Uh, man one of the best episodes of futurama is when he eats the the truck stop to like egg salad sandwich and gets worms and the worms are making him like in shape and super smart Oh and yeah, nice. I forgot about that. And, like musically talented and stuff. Mm-hmm. Damn, so my I... idea has been done. Shit. Okay. <laughs> I mean, not really. That's different. That yeah. was a great episode, though. That was a good episode. Well, that's my topic. There's parasites for you. Hey, yeah, man, thanks awesome. for sharing. I'm glad yeah. we could learn about those things. Anytime. All right, let me take us out here. Well, that about wraps it up. Join us again next time where we do it all again. And remember, as Snoop Dogg says, it ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks for listening, and keep an eye out for another episode of Today I Would Like to Share. Yeah, and make sure you look us up on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or any other podcast app of your choice. Once you find us and give us a listen, please leave us an honest review of what you think of the show. You can do so at Apple Podcasts and YouTube. Or send us an email at contact at blamoindustries.com. That's contact at blamoindustries.com.